0: Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about
2: everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellassi. I'm here in my parents' house, recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey,
3: Matt. I'm also in my parents' house right now. I'm in their closet. Oh, yeah.
2: I am in my childhood bedroom, the bedroom where I became a man for the very first time. And by that, I mean the bedroom where I had my first wet dream.
3: (laughs) Wow. Does that wet dream have anything to do with the fact that there's a framed photo of Barack Obama behind you?
2: Yes. Sadly, um, you, the listener, cannot see the really the only decor in my childhood (laughs) bedroom right now is a framed photograph of the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, (laughs) with a cross. You can't see the cross. There's a a cross above it.
3: (laughs) I I love it. You got to protect him at all costs.
2: Yeah. But anyway, I mentioned at the very end of our last episode that I my my plan for this year, the holidays, I knew at some point I was going to attempt to come home to Chicago. And for me, the best plan was I knew I didn't want to take an airplane, so I rented a car. I drove the 13 hours all by yourself, all by myself. That car was rank by the time I made it, but I made it. (laughs) I've never been in a car that long ever. It was horrible. I hated every moment of it. I got pulled over (laughs) once in Pennsylvania. Of course, because I, I, I tweeted about this and people came for me for being the wrong party. So I feel like I needed to explain myself. In Pennsylvania, there is a highway with two lanes.
3: Yep, a classic two-lane highway.
2: A two-lane highway. I was in the left lane, Mm -hmm. and at some point I noticed a cop car behind me, so I was, like, very careful. I was driving the speed limit. I, 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 like, slowed down. Basically, everybody came for me because it is called loitering in the left lane. You're not allowed (laughs) to drive in the left lane unless you're passing. That's what the cop told me. I have no idea. It's made up law. Pennsylvania (laughs) is not a real place. Uh, In my defense, and I didn't say this. I was speeding. I was going fast, and the only reason I slowed down was because I noticed a cop was behind me. <laughs> so everybody was like, "You're the problem. You're the reason why there's traffic is because you just drive slow in the left lane. I was driving fast, okay? <laughs> so shut up. Luckily, the cop or just was like, "I'm gonna let you go with a warning." And then I said, "Why don't you eat my shit?" And then I drove away. Wow. And now I'm wanted. In Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Indiana. Wow. Anyway, so I'm staying at home for all of December to minimize my back and forth travel. And because I do not want to do that 13 hour drive again. (laughs) So this is where I am. I'm going to be over the course of the next several weeks of of episodes going to be bringing you my childhood angst fueled by my, my being at home. Rage.
3: Beautiful. I'm just at the end of that teenage angst uh, because I've been with my family for uh, a little over two weeks now and we're driving back to New York sometime this week. But uh, enough about me because I'm sure that everyone who opened their app today to listen to this podcast saw something new and I feel like we have to address it.
2: My dick. Yes.
3: Our new artwork is in fact just a photo of Matt's dick. We will be banned.
2: Yes. Well, it is the month of December. It is holiday time. And that means we're giving out gifts. You're welcome. This is me being <laughs> selfless for the first time ever in my life. And we have so many gifts for you, Unhappy Hour listeners. The first of which is brand new Unhappy Hour artwork. Because I know, I know you've been opening up your app. And you've been looking at my face uh, on, our, on our artwork that we've had for the last three years thinking, who the fuck is this (laughs) you probably look at me on instagram and you're like this is not the same person and you're right because i had the old matt killed and this is the new one and that is that is what the story that we're going with. So gift number one is brand new, beautiful artwork that you're going to be able to see not just here in your feeds, wherever you get your podcast, but also on Instagram and Twitter and all the Ooh. places. We're going to be putting out more clips with our brand new art that you'll get to share with your friends and your family. Also, gift number two, we're going to start doing more video. What? Yes. Not
3: only will you hear us, you will see us. And then you might regret it, but we'll find out.
2: Yes. Do we have faces for radio? Absolutely. Are we going to shove them (laughs) on your screens anyway? Absolutely. Okay. Get ready for a sensory overload. Get ready to feel tingly in your bathing suit areas because you're going to get to see our faces as we're talking. And then finally, you've asked for it. And we are working on. We don't have it ready yet, but we're working on merch merchandise that's what we say in the industry we say merch
3: and the last time that we said we wanted to do merch i believe we said that we wanted to do it not that we were actively working on it so do know that um we literally have like meetings we have design ideas we've got a pinterest board it's truly truly happening we will update you on timing i don't think it'll be ready by christmas time but maybe there will be a christmas miracle
2: yeah if if Jesus got shat out in a barn, then maybe we could shit out some merch before Christmas, but more likely <laughs> the beginning of next year. The point is we we took off two weeks and everyone was like, oh, you suck because you you were taking a vacation. Guess what? Now I hope you feel like shit. Because we've been spending the last two weeks doing all of this stuff for you. And every time I pull into this this driveway and you hear me coming in the house, I hope you're happy that I've been running around, cleaning everything up, trying to get dinner in the oven just for you. You've been home too long already. (laughs) (laughs) And our final gift obviously is this episode so let's get into it coming up on today's episode we're gonna have worse things first where i talk about the stupidest most ridiculous worst news this week after that we're diving deep into the worst Christmas music because it's already Mariah Carey season. And that means it's time to shit on all of the songs that weren't written by her. Uh, it took me a while to realize that most songs actually are not written by Mariah Carey. Shocking, shocking to find that out.
3: If only that were the case.
2: We'd be a much, we'd have space cars. Coronavirus <laughs> would not be a thing. Absolutely. And I would have, I would have four legs if Mariah Carey wrote every song. I'll say that right here, right now. Mariah Carey is the Dolly Parton of music. (laughs) And finally, to top off this Christmas theme like the angel on top of your tree, we've got actress Midori Francis as our guest complainer. You know Midori from movies like Oceans 8 and Good Boys. And now she's starring in the heartwarming Netflix original series, Dash and Lily. She's
3: Lily, what?
2: Yeah, she is Lily. She is the titular Lily. And I did refer to the series as Lillian Dash, to her face, repeatedly. You're doing great. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right. Worst things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week first. A wealthy spender broke a record last week after putting down a record 1.9 million dollars for a Belgian bred racing pigeon. Yes. Give
3: me your money instead.
2: (laughs) I you know what I could do in New York? I could walk outside, throw a grocery bag, and catch you like ten pigeons for (laughs) half of that price. I'll cut you a deal.
3: You know what I could buy with $1.9 million in New York? A 300-square-foot studio apartment.
2: <laughs> That's not not even a joke. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, nearly $2 million for a very fast pigeon. That's what you spent your money on, sir. I love it. I'm assuming this is a man because a woman would not spend this money.
3: Never, never.
2: During a frantic last half hour of this two-week pigeon auction... <laughs> 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 what is this this i want a series about this that's what i want yes, uh, two absolutely. weeks it took these people to, bu- to buy and sell pigeons
3: we need a best in show of racing
2: pigeons how do you even tell the difference between two pigeons they're all the same monsters <laughs> Except there is always that one pigeon in the group that's like, yeah, I have different feathers. Deal with it. I'm unique. They're always strutting around and they have like, it's always the weird colored ones that have like a chunk taken out of their necks.
3: Yeah, because you know that they've been through it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And probably because they're a bigger target to predator. I don't know what predators are hunting pigeons in New York. The mole people. Anyway, during a frantic last half hour, I guess they save it's two weeks. The auction takes place over two weeks. The last half hour, they're like, We're gonna bring out the fanciest, fastest pigeon in the last half hour. You had two bidders from China operating under the pseudonyms Super Duper and Hitman.
3: <laughs> Amazing. Love it. I guess
2: if the most exciting thing happening in your life is that you're betting millions of dollars on pigeons. I mean, that clearly is not the most exciting no, thing. Yeah. There's something is happening deeply in your life. I'm just fascinated by this world. These two anonymous bidder, well, pseudonymous bidders drove up the price by hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, blowing past the previous record uh, set by the Belgian-bred pigeon Armando uh, last year by more than 400,000. That's a pretty big leap. i <laughs> Yeah, Something's going on here, and I don't know because I sometimes I'll watch like finance, financial thrillers. Do you know what I mean? Like banking heist movies.
3: Sure, sure, sure.
2: Anyway, Super Duper won the bidding and um, is thought to be the same wealthy Chinese industrialist. Oh, it's been a, such a long time since I've heard of a good industrialist. <laughs> we haven't had one in so long. Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now That's we all got I can Super Duper. Of. And now Super Duper, who's spending his hard-earned money on racing pigeons. It's believed that um, the man behind Super Duper also won last year's auction for Armando. And
3: Okay, Monopoly much? That
2: would allow him to breed the two birds. Wow. Because now he's got one of each. An Audi and an innie. And they'll he'll combine them together and one of them will poop out an egg and that bird will kill us all. So I hope you're ready.
3: I also want to point out that if they upped the bidding by four hundred thousand dollars, that means that super duper and hitman, I'm like ninety-nine percent positive that they have like a very real rivalry like this was personal at that point it's not about the bird if you continue auctioning I've seen enough movies where there's like a high climax emotional part in an auction and you know it's not it's not about the item it's about the person behind it
2: right right it's about someone slapping their dick on the table and saying look at this whopper and I'm gonna use this to buy a very pricey bird Oh, yeah. Anyway, this story goes on for so long, mostly because this is an entire world that I had no idea existed. And apparently the Belgians are very good at breeding pigeons. (laughs) uh, Mazel tov to them. Yeah, good for them. They, They really get everything that's important right. Waffles and birds.
3: I hope that the pigeon guy from Hey Arnold is revered as like an absolute icon in this world. Yeah, because he deserves nothing less.
2: Him, the old lady from Home Alone two, back in Absolutely. New York. Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Next witnesses from Southern Ontario all the way to Virginia, which is a span of of land that I couldn't point out on a map.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, where is that?
2: <laughs> Sounds like a lot of area. I'm it assuming sure does. it's all along the East Coast. Where is Ontario?
3: Who knows.
2: Somewhere in that whole space of uh, area, they reported hearing a boom that shook windows. And other witnesses reported a bright white and yellow fireball in the sky shortly after noon on a Wednesday recently. And according to the American Meteor Society, the fireball was likely just a disintegrating meteor. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. What? Sure sure that's what they want us to think to shut us up i know the truth
3: also i don't know what's more upsetting the fact that this happened or the fact that i hadn't even heard about it
2: <laughs> yeah i'm same i've never I, I didn't know about this until i this is where all when all of the crazy shit goes down i'll put on my tinfoil hat i'll put on my aluminium hat and say wow yeah That's how I say it now. Cultured much? He goes to London one time. And (laughs) actually, I've been twice. You're welcome. Oh. Yeah. This is when all the... if, If I were an alien, I'd pick right now to land. Because everyone's distracted.
3: Everyone's weak and distracted. It's a great time to take over. Please. I welcome it.
2: I'll be honest. If there's any time in my life up until now, in my documented life, that I most welcome being probed... By an alien now is it
3: that's exactly what i'm saying please that's how
2: deprived i am and bored <laughs> i would take it up any orifice <laughs> this is also the same time that like all of these weird ass monoliths these steel beams that are just showing up in the middle of deserts i only heard about the one and then today I go on twitter and it there's uh there's like two more that are popping up and i don't like it and i'm just saying if some shit is going down right now you need to come out with it. Stop playing games. Stop being coy and probe me. I don't like I don't like the wishy-washiness. Typical man. And finally, an 81-year-old former marine in the Chicago suburb of Niles.
3: Oh my god, right that's you. right where I am.
2: Uh anyway, well three people broke into their home. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, there's the, the okay, it's these old ass people Excuse me. These um, uh, heroic elderly Americans who told the newspaper that a man in a reflective vest and mask came to their door. This is the thing that they do where they come to a door of an old person and then they're like, hey, we work for the utility. Let us in. And then the old person, because they don't know any better because their brains are a little like fried From years of being uh, the greatest generation.
3: Good catch. Good catch.
2: uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh, they come to their door and they're like, hey, we need to fix your fuse box. And uh, there was because there was a fire somewhere nearby recently. And then they let them in. And then next thing you know, you're tied up in the bathtub, which is not what happened here. But (laughs) turns out like one, it was like one person who would come in and check the fuse box. Meanwhile, two other guys while they were distracted would like come in through another window and then start going through all their stuff. Mm. But this
3: makes me, this makes me feel better about the fact that Con Ed has left three voice messages for me. Cause now I'm like, no, you're probably an intruder.
2: (laughs) Okay. Or your apartment is burned down. (laughs) (laughs) anyway but the best part of this story is that so the wife was like I think there's someone upstairs and then they all started freaking out and then the husband this 81 year old guy picks up his shillelagh which is an antique Irish walking stick and just starts beating the shit out of these burglars (laughs) bopping them on the head left and right chases them out to their car barefoot and starts bashing in their windshield and their rear window and chasing yeah, them around. so the point is never go anywhere without your shillelagh <laughs> because it will come in handy and you can beat the shit out of intruders that's what that should be the second amendment the right to bear yeah. shillelaghs
3: <laughs> i know what i'm getting you for christmas
2: a antique irish walking stick i love nothing that. else and that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next! We're putting that little drummer boy bitch in his place and diving deep into Christmas music. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Well... I've said it before and I'll say it again. Christmas season is here and it means Michael Buble has been uncaged. (gasps) He is out there. He's out there somewhere unleashed, just crooning away. And one of these days he's going to he's going to croon too hard and we're all done for. So it's that time of year when uh, Christmas songs, guess what? They're on the radio. They're the only
3: songs allowed.
2: They're the only songs. You go into a Walmart, you go into a, a Target, you're getting blasted. You didn't ask for it, but guess what? You're getting it anyway. Completely deranged time of year when we, against our will, are just kind of bombarded with the music of Christmas. So I wanted to go through the absolute worst Christmas songs, which is pretty much every Christmas song, but um I picked out my absolute least favorite. So let's get into it first. Freaking Rudolph, the red nose reindeer. Ooh, coming in.
3: Rosation
2: nose bitch. <laughs> we, we all have skin problems. It's winter. Deal with it. Put some moisturizer on your wrinkly-ass, gross-ass, infected nose and stop complaining about it. Sorry, I don't want to hear about some nerd reindeer getting bullied to within an inch of his life. The whole point of that song, also, is that Rudolph gets bullied and then, oh, lo and behold, turns out his radioactive nose is actually a a huge help for Santa on Christmas Eve. But isn't Santa a wizard? (laughs) He's been alive for like 7,000 years or whatever. And this is the first time he's dealt with fog.
3: I mean, climate change has really had a huge effect on our climate, as you know.
2: Well, no, is that what fog comes from? <laughs> I don't know. If he's a wizard, then fix climate change. That's the biggest issue. Where's that Christmas mm. song? <laughs> why, won't, why won't Santa fix climate change? Just made that up. Give me my money. Wow. Uh, oh my anyway... God. Yeah, he's been alive for like a bajillion years. Now suddenly he has fog to deal with for the first time ever. First time he's ever confronted this issue, even though that seems like it would be one of the first things I would try to figure out in my vehicle that goes through the sky where fog is. And then suddenly, you suddenly you got to call up your chemically enhanced Bambi to do your job for you. Where was Santa when Rudolph was getting swirlies in the, in the reindeer yard from Comet and Donner and Blitzen? Who are the three straight reindeer, by the way. Because all of the rest of them have the gayest names I've ever heard of. <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Cupid, and Rudolph. Faggots. <laughs> Homos. <a> lesbians. Um <laughs> So I assume that the bullying is being done primarily by Comet Donner and Blitzen.
3: Right. Yeah. No, that's canon. That makes sense.
2: The point is, I'm sick of that dumbass reindeer. Get over it. Next, the little drummer boy. Fuck that little bitch. First of all, the premise of this song is that they were like, okay, they were like, oh, okay, there's this new magic baby who was born in a donkey's bathroom. And then also he's king of all of kings. And then so everybody should come and see him and bring him gifts. And then this little drummer piece of shit, he really showed up. It's just this little boy who's like, oh, you told me to come, but I don't have anything to give to the magic baby. But I have this drum. Why don't I play it for you? And then he goes, pa bum bum which is not <laughs> the sound a fucking drum makes. <laughs> so your one gift is playing drum. Like an idiot? That's like showing up to someone's birthday and saying, sorry, I forgot to get you something. Here's an interpretive dance.
3: Here's an air guitar cover of your favorite song.
2: Yeah. Why don't you learn that you had the whole way marching to get there across the desert. You didn't think to maybe learn what sound a drum makes? I get fucked. I hope that little drummer boy is rotting in hell
3: he absolutely is and we will be meeting him there one day
2: good news at least is that l- the life expectancy of someone in the year 0 was like 12 so he died <laughs> he died a young and probably horrible death <laughs> that's the silver lining of this song
3: um i really like hate this song with a vengeance to the point where Alex one year for Christmas we were driving up to Boston and he was like I made you a playlist and I was like oh my god that's so sweet and the first song was the classic Little Drummer Boy song and I was like haha very funny and then he hit the next song and it was the same song and I was like haha very funny and then he put on the next song and it was like a reggae song and I was like okay cool and then it gets to the verse and it's like nope this is a fucking (laughs) reggae cover of Little Drummer Boy he found like 20 versions that sounded wildly different It was it almost made me Like the song but then I snapped back And was like hell no that song fucking sucks Yeah
2: you almost got Stockholm Syndrome Did to liking <laughs> yeah. Little Drummer Boy No it's also like 30 Hours long yeah it's So long like, we get it Yeah he plays the drum but in, in a, With a sound that no Drum has ever made
3: it should be Like come thy told me But I'm." <laughs> That little drummer boy just should have been but I'm, sh- like, <laughs> all over the place.
2: Yeah. He should have done a sick solo number. Let's see. Next song. There's that one that's like, I saw mommy getting doggy style by Santa Claus. <laughs> one of my faves. Yeah. Why are half of Christmas songs about getting absolutely railed by Santa? <laughs> <laughs> They're so like that there was a tweet that was basically this that was like yeah, half of all Christmas songs are just like I've never been hornier in my life. <laughs> Santa baby, um, which is just like a lap dance for Santa, basically, for, in exchange, in exchange for him giving you gifts.
3: He deserves it.
2: Christmas is really just society collectively reckoning with our daddy issues.
3: Absolutely.
2: I for real thought when I was younger, though, that like the I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus was like legitimately just a child being like, I like my parents are getting a divorce. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a horrible thing that like, it's not clear at all. This is not a song no. that we should be playing. You fundamentally have to know the truth about Santa Claus in order to understand the song. And that's just not a luxury that most of us can can afford. <laughs> What else? Wonderful Christmas time. This one is more of a, it's a modern one, modern in the sense that it was in the eighties and that was George Michael. But why does it sound like, I mean, this Wait, is George what, Michael. Wasn't it not Paul McCartney? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is a, the fact is I fundamentally don't know the difference between any of these songs. That's what <laughs> I think what I did was I was like why this song sounds so 80s there's like weird kind of like synth things happening it sounds like it's being recorded and like I'm in like a laser tag arena and (laughs) but somehow it's Christmas but so I just assumed that it was George Michael
3: no 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 but it was not what is the one that George Michael sings last Christmas yeah is that yeah
2: which is also I don't really I don't like sad weird sad Christmas songs
3: Sad or horny. Those are the two Christmas moods.
2: Yeah, I guess that, that really is the two genre of Christmas music is like mm-hmm. I'm horribly depressed or I am have the biggest boner I've ever had in my life and I'm going to take it out on Santa. And guess what? This Christmas, it's both. So where's that song? And finally, maybe I can end on my favorite but also least favorite My favorite Christmas song is probably This Christmas, but the best worst rendition is obviously Patti LaBelle singing This Christmas at the Rockefeller Christmas Tree Celebration. (laughs) It is the greatest video ever recorded. If you haven't seen it, watch it. She She goes out to sing This Christmas, realizes immediately that her backup singers are not there. The person in charge of the cue cards, because she doesn't know the song, has them all messed up. And just before we hit record, I started watching it and I had no idea that immediately when the song ends, the shit show of a song, they announce bill and hillary clinton <laughs> who were that was like when he was when he was president and they come right out i was like i cannot imagine a more like embarrassing performance moment but it is truly iconic that song is iconic and um it will forever go down as the worst performance of a great song And on that note, enjoy your effin' Christmas songs while you can, okay? But that's it for this week's Deep Dive. And next, we got Midori Francis on the pod right after this commercial break. Knowing how to
0: speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. Selling a little or a lot?
1: Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
2: My guest complainer today is actor Midori Francis. You've seen her in movies like Good Boys and Ocean's 8, and now she's starring in her new Netflix holiday series, Lily and Dash. Welcome.
4: (laughs) I love that you called it Lily and Dash. It's Dash and Lily,
2: but that's... Oh my God. No, 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 I blame Melissa. I blame Melissa. I I will throw her under the bus right away. (laughs) No,
4: you should just say that you did that intentionally because you you want it to be Lily and Dash. Yeah.
2: You you are the star. You will leave it. I'm unilaterally changing the name of the show.
4: Thank you so much. Tell all the news junkets.
2: <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Well, we like to get going by asking everybody what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves.
4: Dogs. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I almost didn't say it. I know. Well, so I was having trouble actually answering this question. First, I was going to say long massages, but that just feels like, I don't know, a weird thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> that, then then I was Googling, I Googled right before this, things that people love. And there's like, uh-huh, these lists uh-huh. of like things that people love. And one of the top 10 was dogs. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to get some haters, but it is true. And maybe hate's a strong word, but I don't right, right. Want, I don't love them. I want them to be okay. I want them to be happy. I don't wish any harm on them. I care about them. But mm-hmm. I, I don't want a dog jumping on me. I don't want a dog <laughs> licking me. I don't want the dog where I'm eating or sleeping.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you grow up with dogs? No. Okay. So that I, I feel like it's one of those things that's sort of like you're like, it's either in your DNA, you're raised with it or or it's not. You have to be like broken in early.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think maybe I'm a bit scared of dogs. And then more so it's like the way I feel about dogs is kind of like, look, I love wolves. I love, I I like squirrels. (laughs) I care Uh about them. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. I wish them the best. I don't want a squirrel when I walk in the door to come up on me. And I don't want a wolf to come up on me.
2: Do you know what I mean? True, true. Yeah. We're just lumping all of them in the same <laughs> category. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I mean, I think I've actually said on uh, on this show before that I'm I'm kind of with you on this one. Oh,
4: my God. Thank God. I was like, I feel like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is going to be controversial. So thank you no, for supporting I me. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah,
2: I've certainly, like, set the stage for people that that won't be uh, a, like, super out-of-the-box opinion on this show. Great. I just, like... I'm very like anti dog that is not my dog. Yes. Like, if I, I don't even have a dog. So that's why I'm oh, like most. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, if I own it and I'm responsible for it and like yeah. it, I have to spend time with it, then I totally. like it. But if it's someone else's like yeah. thing that is running around, it has all of their shit. No. Are you a cat person?
4: Yeah, I'm not a cat person, but I I have more of an understanding of cats, like in a connection. <laughs> okay. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is where uh we 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 disagree. We <laughs> okay, diverge on is, that one. This is
4: where this is where <laughs> the interview just really dies right now. We we can't talk anymore.
2: I just yeah, cats to me are that are that like there's some of a boundary thing and I think it's because they cats have that thing where like they know you don't like them, and then they yeah. insist on like getting all up in your business.
4: Oh my god, yeah. My childhood cat, Desdemona, who is just, honestly, just such a soulful creature, but she... My dad really <laughs> feels indifferent towards her, and she will sit on his face. She will sit on his arm, on his shoulder. Like She just gravitates towards him.
2: Yeah. I've yeah. said... Uh, I think my, my mom sort of like Stockholm syndromed me into having a cat allergy. I don't think it was ever really... <laughs> real, but every time we'd go to someone's house and they had a cat and I would like, I I could like sniff too hard or like do a sniffle and she'd be like, we have to leave. We have to leave.
4: (laughs) Did she Munchausen Syndrome you or something?
2: Yeah, basically. So uh, I think that's the, the, that is why I think a lot of kind of pet opinions are formed in in early childhood
4: i do too yeah no i i mean my brother and i have gone back and forth about this dog thing and i like i said i just want to just put this out there i i really i care very much about dogs and i wish them the best and would it's too late
2: it's too late you're (laughs) on the record now
4: (laughs) i'm done i'm my career is over and it's just beginning Um, I, no, my brother and I go back and forth and he, he talked to me all about the domestication of dogs and how many years back they've, it's gone. And that's why. And I totally, I get it. I I do get it.
2: I mean, essentially humanity took wolves and like ruined them Yeah, (laughs) and then it made them so, so kind of weak and dependent on on I know and then we
4: project all of this stuff onto them and I'm like let (laughs) them be let them
2: live yeah my I always grew up like we had dogs but we had really small dogs that my mom I there was absolutely just a stand-in for my brother and I and it was it just like as much as you could control an animal that is what my family would do to our dog. My mom yeah. said the most disturbed. I'm now, this is a therapy session at this point.
4: Oh, great. I need it. I haven't <laughs> gone to my therapist
2: in a long time. <laughs> um, well, allow me to traumatize you, Thank you. If, by okay. association. Yeah. Please. Um, there was like a, a pipe burst at our, at our family house mm. and, um, I, th- there was shit everywhere. And my mom was all upset and the dog threw up. And um, my mom, my mom was like, this is a sign of true love when the dog knows how upset I am. So she throws up. And I was like, that is clinically insane. (laughs) Wait,
4: wait, (laughs) wait. Your mom threw up because the dog threw up. No, no, no.
2: The dog threw up because in my mom's view... Um, the dog was so upset that my mom was upset. Oh, that, like, wow! Because there is some like psychic connection. My mom was like, basically, her idea of love is that you have to be <laughs> physically ill over her.
4: <laughs> wow, that is so revealing.
2: Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was one of those and things that I was like, oh, you just said that, and it puts yeah. like all the puzzle pieces fall into. Listen, um, Matt,
4: I bet you that you didn't throw up when your mom was sad. So that
2: dog, that, that dog. Was the implication uh, that of what dog she was did saying. a
4: much better job at being <laughs> her son than you
2: exactly that is exactly what she was saying oh, and that's man. why yeah so uh, there is like an unhealthy dog human relationship sometimes that's what <laughs> I, I totally was agree
4: at. i totally agree but you know what let them i much love like everyone has their own thing like i have my <laughs> own things i i sleep yeah. stuff. i sleep with a stuffed animal i people find that very weird um, and, you know, whatever makes you happy, as long as you're not hurting anybody else.
2: Sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you've been in South Africa uh, filming a new project.
4: Yes, yes.
2: For how long now?
4: I I flew out of summertime in New Jersey, because I was living there. I, I had got, gone out of the city on September 20th. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what day. <laughs> this is November, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I stopped
2: <laughs> counting to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After March, it was like uh, uh, the first month down, and and I just couldn't do it anymore. By the way, this is as much for the the listeners eventually uh, as you. I am stuck in my apartment and uh, they decided to do some construction today. So if you hear uh, kind of like uh, a, a drilling that sounds like it's coming from inside of my body, which is what I felt all day. Uh, it's because they fucking decided to do this <laughs> anyway. So, no, yeah.
4: those are the sound effects you chose to put over our interview. You thought it would uh,
2: be nice. Right, right. It is. This is our construction episode. Nice, and, nice. And um, yeah the ambiance is just loud drilling <laughs> um, yeah how does how does a bubble work
4: so a bubble works uh luckily netflix has uh was able to to they're just amazing they were able to figure this out for all of us in a safe way. i mean it took months to plan, but they have all of these circles like the red zone, the yellow zone, the orange zone i'm the red zone, and so like because we are the actual people filming, like we can't have any contact with the outside world. So we're at this, we're at this beautiful wine farm. I mean, I, I'm, this is just ridiculous how lucky we are. And we, uh, I, we each have our own room and we, um, we can't leave. We just cannot leave at all. <laughs> but, but what started as like, I got here and I had like, I had some anxiety cause we had to quarantine in our rooms alone for 10 days. And you know, it's a totally different time zone and I didn't know anybody. And, in a matter of, I don't know how long I've been here now, what is that, two months? Like, I've just become so close with everyone. This is like, just as fate would have it, it's like probably one of the nicest film crews that I've ever worked on. Like the Mm -hmm. crew in South Africa and Cape Town, like they're the nicest people. Everyone remembers we're just making a movie. It's like this surreal positive experience that I'm having. And so what, what started as this really, for me, I have anxiety and I was so anxious. And now it's like, I really don't want to leave. Like, I really do not want to leave this bubble. I don't want to go to a store. I don't, I just want to live here forever and keep making the movie.
2: Right. I mean, all things considered, I feel like it's a pretty if you're going to be in a bubble like a a Netflix bubble is a good bubble to be in.
4: Oh, my God. And as you can tell with like these people, they're so nice. And there's there's a pool. I hate to brag, but there's a pool. (laughs) I'm sorry.
2: That is a brag. That is a brag. I'm
4: sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I have to be honest. There's a pool.
2: I mean, yeah, you know, take advantage of it, you know? Yes.
4: No, I do. I try and I try and, and any moment that we're not working, I, I go outside because even though it's, um you know, very much a hotel, you could still feel the wild here. Like the trees are different. There are these like cicada bugs that are blue with a red belly Ooh. and yellow like stripes.
2: I don't like that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They're this big and they're all out there. I'm making, oh, no. I'm making it scarier. I'm making it scarier. Yeah.
2: Any, any hope that I ever had of going to South Africa, okay, you just absolutely <laughs> <No>. ruined. <laughs> well, let's talk about the show. Officially Great. called Dash and Lily, but yes. unofficially called Lily and Dash. Lily and um, Dash. Yes. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> for people who, who don't know, what is it about?
4: Lily and Dash, Dash and Lily, is about two people. Uh, Two young adults who are making their way through the world and are uh, stuck and lonely and in their own ways. And they they end up meeting through this red notebook. And over the course of eight episodes, they dare each other to do things outside of their comfort zone and grow and learn and change and cry and laugh. And then um, may or may not end up actually meeting.
2: Right. So they communicate exclusively through this notebook that gets passed. Yes.
4: Yes, but it is a rom-com. And also, it's been out for a while, so actually, they yeah, they do meet. Sorry, spoiler. But.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just spoil it right away.
4: <laughs> but not in but the way, also, you, yeah. Not in the way you think at all. Yeah.
2: Got it. Um, it's also like a holiday show, so you know, maybe, yes. maybe people are maybe people are saving it for yes. for the holidays. Oh right, you know, right. To get oh into my the god, mood.
4: I forgot it was also that. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's very much also a holiday show. Yes,
2: but it's 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 just as much about the journey as the destination. So you're not uh, ruining anything.
4: Thank you. Yes, very much. So wise, (laughs)
2: so wise. Yes. I mean, it feels like a fitting a fitting rom com for the moment, considering. Yeah. um, Yeah. The the most that I've interacted with any romantic interest in the last eight months has been basically yeah via apps.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That not drill, that, that drill, that drill
2: sound, <laughs> you guys. That's actually the closest I've been to a man in the last <laughs> eight months. It's just a, a drill.
4: Oh my God. <laughs> well, at least you have that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, no, I, ugh,
2: I went on one pandemic date. Would not uh, recommend. Um, what it,
4: What was that like? Were, were you guys wearing masks? I mean, or you can't reveal that on a podcast. I mean, I don't know
2: um oh i don't give a shit okay, no okay. most most people who listen to this are probably like sick of hearing me talk about b- being single at this point but okay f- fuck it they're getting yeah. more <laughs> <laughs> okay. no it was it was fine i mean it was like because new york it was like pretty bad like you were saying early pandemic march yeah uh, right April. when like, shit hit the fan right yeah. right. and i guess in general things are like as bad as they've ever been right now. Yeah. But in New York, at least I think everybody took it really seriously in the beginning. And the summer was like, not too bad. And everybody was going outside and like, you could yeah. meet people in the park as long as you kind of, so we met in the park and like okay. stayed, stayed apart.
4: Okay. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. But then he turned out to be clinically insane. So
4: <laughs> Oh man, your one date and he was clinically insane.
2: So it's like, yeah, that's the last time. That's the last time we do that pre-vaccine. So d- now. To
4: did you did you just <laughs> go to a park in New York and meet a man because I don't know if you know this, but if you go to a park in New York, a lot of the people that you meet <laughs> might be clinically insane. <laughs>
2: Very true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend just randomly <laughs> choosing a man in the park. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I would say there is something romantic to bring it back about, um, you know, perhaps having a, a, like, pen pal before you actually meet someone. Um, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And wouldn't that be so actually fitting for you or for anyone right now who's dating? Like, taking the time. I mean, you'd have to sanitize the pen, but aside from that, like
2: <laughs> right? You,
4: maybe then before you actually meet, whenever that is, you have already established like trust. Um, my, my co-star Austin Abrams and I, he's a very lovely man. We, um, we had our own notebook. It was his idea and he's hardly a corny type. So it was super cool for him to recommend that. Um, you know, I just, I love that stuff. I'm such a acting nerd and I'm like, yeah, let's <laughs> To have her own notebook. <laughs> um, and we, it was, it's funny. Like, I didn't even realize this until we were talking about it in press. But I – because people talk about our chemistry a lot on screen, even though that we, we haven't met. And I really do think it helped. Because uh, otherwise we really wouldn't have gotten to know each other very well. I mean, we have a few scenes together and that's it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the notebook was a bit darker than the Dash and Lily book. And it was a lot about kind of like probing and revealing. Um, uh-huh. But – the fact that we did that, I actually think like when I would see him the next time, I'd be like, Oh, I just, cause I think one of the dares was like, you have to tell each other a secret or something. And so by, th- by the time I saw him on set, I would look into his eyes and be like, Oh, you know that thing about me. And he'd be like, Yeah, you know that thing about me. Like number one, <laughs> we have dirt on each other. So let's be right. nice. But number two, just like it, it did create this kind of curiosity and like closeness. So yeah, that, that was a very, that, that yeah.
2: That is that is now uh, something you could take to every role that you have is that you have to make (laughs) essentially a blood pact with your (laughs) co-stars.
4: I just keep I just keep upping the level like my next job. (laughs) I'm like, so we have to cut our right finger and right,
2: right. You have to murder. So you have together you murder someone and then then you you share that secret. It's an intimacy that only only you and that person. Yeah. You
4: know, I don't know if we could murder someone because production might have to get shut down and then we'd let everybody down. So we have to keep it somewhat legal.
2: Sure. Sure. Uh, okay, Maybe it's just like a a light misdemeanor.
4: Yeah. 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 Of course. Graffiti.
2: Sure. (laughs) That seems that seems right. Let's move into. We call this a game. Usually, we call we call it bowl of shit talk, which is just have a, we have some topics and we talk shit about them. But you sent over some stuff that is like we're gonna kind of positively rant about. I, I'm just curious about um, some of these things that I haven't heard of, like Savannah cider.
4: Okay, so this I swear to God, this is from last oh, she, night. <laughs> I'm not. No, at, I'm at not. Ready. I swear to God, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not drinking it. Maybe no, I'm not. Uh, this is they're all over my room. So this is a cider that. Well, is, I
2: don't. Even, what time is it there?
4: Uh, six a.m. No, it's 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 uh, nine p.m.
2: You could have absolutely said any time <laughs> yeah, and no. I would have believed you.
4: <laughs> no, no, it's 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 nine p.m. Uh, so I could okay, be drinking so, this.
2: Yeah, it yeah, would have been perfect.
4: You know, what? maybe I will take a sip of this. Okay. <laughs> So this is Savannah cider. You can see here. Look, that's a tree that I see a a lot around here. And this is, I guess, local to, actually, I don't want, I don't know. I I hope it is. I've been told it's local to Cape Town or to South Africa or to Africa. So my friend Jim was like, here, you need a cider. I don't even like cider. I hate beer. I am freaking obsessed. Like I come home from work and all I think about is, I want a Savannah and, and the Savannah lights. It's only 3% alcohol. It's not even that alcoholic.
2: Right, right. It is the
4: most refreshing beverage. Like I drink it and my entire mouth is just like, oh,
2: it's so good. <laughs> Wait. So is it apple? It's it's like an apple cider. Yes.
4: Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's so weird. It's maybe the tiniest hint of apple in the very, very back. But it's just light and um, slightly sweet.
2: I realized um like I don't really know what cider is <laughs> in in like the past yeah. few weeks. Yeah because I would I would make like I've been making a lot of pies. That's how I deal with the world. It's just to channel that into pie making. And
4: what? I wouldn't <laughs> think that about you. That's amazing.
2: Do I not look like a pie maker to you? No,
4: I think like, <laughs> well, we're getting to know each other very quickly. And like, no, that just adds such another flavor to all of the other things to make this very Interesting person, but wow, Nice. Yeah. cool. Well, I
2: started b- baking in quarantine. That's been my 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 thing, and um, yeah, there was a recipe that called for apple cider, and I I didn't realize that like apple cider when you just say apple cider it doesn't mean like hard apple cider. Like it's basically like, like apple juice. Like there's oh. a part in the store near the juice that just has apple cider. Yeah, but then. But I, like, I didn't know that existed, so I just, like, went and bought, like, the, the alcohol.
4: You didn't know that there was, that apple cider was just non-alcoholic? Apple alcoholic? cider. <laughs>
2: right. I thought they just <laughs> meant, like, the, be- like, the cider. Oh, like the- no.
4: That's, that makes <laughs> me feel so sad. Apple cider. Apple c- that's, like, the, that's, like, the most, like. Come on, like Halloween, like Christmas, you get your apple cider. Right, but I've like only
2: had it in an alcohol context,
4: even as a child.
2: Yeah, i i I was I was (laughs) drinking the hard stuff, eight nine years old. No, I never. We never really had that. That was another maybe like Munchausen syndrome thing for me. Where were you? uh, Did she
4: tell you were (laughs) allergic to apple cider? Because this is getting messed up.
2: No, it was one of those things. I don't know if you've had this. This wasn't my mom's fault. um, Where I remember I have a distinct memory of drinking apple juice, not cider, apple juice, and then getting sick. And sometimes your brain, especially when you're a kid and like something, you happen to get like the flu or something. Oh, my God.
4: Yeah. Like after eating something. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And then it's like, oh, well, that thing is ruined because it's always in your mind associated with. That yeah. it's gonna make me sick,
4: and that was so for maybe, a while. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No apple. Apple things. Anyway, we got into one item. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? What is secret wine? That was the oh, other item that I wasn't. Oh my sure god! About. I
4: can't believe I put two alcohols first. Secret. This is the other alcohol here. i, it's I also
2: I, just at the ready.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, oh, no, li- you don't understand. So we come home through work and come home from work, and there's a lobby, and we know uh-huh. all of the staff. They're like family, and they. Just there's just a bar and it's just there and uh-huh. and we're just all there all the time like it's just there <laughs> it's like w- around the block. Um, so secret wine is is so I'm on a wine farm here and they make it here. It's pink and it is like dangerous. Um, so you should have savannas casually and secret if you want to have a very good time. It's like something happens when we all drink it because you know all of the cast and crews here where the party just. It becomes like a spiritual insane uh, asylum, and like there's never been a time when we've all drank in secret and haven't had like a crazy interpretive dance party or howled at the moon. Like it, it just has something in it—a secret. Will, will uh-huh. you <laughs> bear I with guess, me? Here? Yeah, that that really creates a very fun time.
2: And that's what they they call it. They call it secret. Yeah, like that's just like
4: yeah. I'm, I'm like, hey guys, can I have some secret? They're like, sure, Midori, welcome back.
2: Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now I have I have a list of things that I, yeah. I need to try. Yes. And it's I pink. And Africa. it's pink. Yeah. I'm
4: going to import. I'm going to bring some home. Yeah.
2: Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, before we let you go, because uh, we're, we're just about out of time, where can okay. people find you and your work?
4: Right. So Dash and Lily, Lily and Dash, um, whatever it, you
2: want to call it. Yes. Yeah. Whatever
4: you want to call it. Lily. No, I'm just kidding. Just um, Lily. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it premiered on Netflix on November 10th and all eight episodes are up and streaming. It is, it is a great holiday watch, but I promise you it's more than that and it will warm your heart. And, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, Give it give it a try because I, I, I believe in it and um I'm proud of it and I'm I'm happy to share it with everyone.
2: Yeah. And then you're on Twitter and Instagram and all I'm those places. I'm on Instagram.
4: My, my, uh, username is at Midori glory. i v- I vowed to myself to never change it because that's my original name. Um, M I D O R I glory. Um, and then I'm on Twitter at Midori Francis and I'm on Facebook, but I don't want anyone to find me there. So.
2: <laughs> okay. We don't, they okay. don't have to find you Okay. There. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that help all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we could take to make our world a little better.
3: What are we highlighting this week,
2: Matt? This week, obviously, it is the season of gift giving. But more importantly, it is the season of buying shit. Buying shit that you probably don't need. And my favorite thing to buy that I don't need but will continue purchasing until I die is books. I love to buy books. This is probably we might have even used um, something similar. We might have even said something similar in a previous to better white people. But today I wanted to talk about buying from independent black owned bookstores. So I'm going to have a link in our show notes that have a whole bunch of black owned bookstores, independent bookstores. It is incredibly important to buy books from independent bookstores I mean, always, but especially right now, all of these places are hurting. So yeah, instead of placing an order on one of these big chain websites whose names I won't even say right now on this podcast unless they give me money, is uh, you can you can order from uh, an independent black-owned bookstore. They're uh, in literally every city. But if you can't find one in your city on the list that we have in our show notes, then uh most of these places ship nationwide. So just pick your favorite one and place that order and they'll ship books right to. Guess what? All of these places work the same as the big places. You place an order and they ship it to you. And if you order directly from these independent bookstores, they get all the money. It's much better for them and they love it and they're all nice people and you feel good that you're a sick book addiction of, of buying new books that you don't need because you already have a pile of crap to read it makes it all better but books are a great gift too so if you're gonna give gifts for people make sure that you're buying books from black owned independent bookstores all right and then let's get into uh some of the tv we've been watching this week barry what you been watching
3: well, I, last time I had talked about how to with John Wilson, but I only watched one episode. I've now watched all six, and I really love it. Um, and I can describe it better this time, which is that he's a filmmaker who basically just documented New York like every day, all these different moments, and then he would string together related footage and like kind of build a lesson around it and go on a journey in each episode, and it. Made me weirdly miss New York, even though I live there. But, like, it's really, I just have never seen anything like it. And it's, like, sweet and wholesome and also weird. And it's just, like, those moments that are so crazy in New York that you would otherwise just walk past. Like, a a really tame version is, like, He filmed a guy who was like on scaffolding upside down playing the flute. And like, yeah, I wouldn't even blink an eye at that. Another was just like a woman who just takes a Dwayne Reed bag and steals a pigeon. And he just (laughs) films the entire thing. Um,
2: She was selling it.
3: Yeah. But the last episode is right around when COVID hit. And it was like deeply triggering. Uh, of, like, he filmed what it was like to be in the grocery stores and stuff. And it was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's been so long. And, like, just remembering what those first few weeks were like. And I don't know. It's it's really good. I really have been enjoying it. So I've been watching that. Uh, finished Fargo. Don't really have a lot to say about that. Um, and then I've been watching The Crown, which this season is so good. So good. Oh, my God. I I've only have already one episode left. It. Oh, I, I have one episode left, but like that show, like, I mean, the writing is great and like uh, all that stuff, but man, the acting, like those fucking actors, <laughs> they're so talented. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been watching. It's been very fulfilling. How about you? What are you watching?
2: Um, definitely the crown. I finished all of it. I have also been listening, not, not produced by pineapple, but the crown mm. podcast.
3: Ah, Yes. <laughs> The Netflix Crown podcast, yeah.
2: The Crown podcast, the companion podcast um, is so fun. And it's also, sweet. it's fun. Like the, the actress who plays Princess Anne has like a super heavy accent that is like nothing like what is in the movie. Really? Or, or, I in love the series. her.
3: I love her.
2: <laughs> it's so, it's fun. But they talk, yeah, they talk to all of them. I watch all of The Undoing, the Nicole Kidman, Hugh yes, Grant yes. show on HBO Max. Recommend that. Um, yeah, I've been watching so much stuff. Basically, being at home, I, I have to like compromise, not compromise. I feel immense pressure to find something that is going to be entertaining, not just to me, but to others.
3: Yeah, I hate that.
2: Yeah. And I've been wrong. I've been wrong <laughs> plenty of times because it turns out a lot of stuff that I like, everyone else does not, <laughs> which is difficult to confront. But um, so The Undoing, Queen's Gambit, we've watched. And then um, I just started re watching Killing Eve because I realized oh. I hadn't seen all of it. So oh, yeah. I,
3: ha- I didn't watch the last season.
2: There's like, like three seasons. Yeah. And I'd I didn't only watch seen the three. first. So anyway, what is your non-TV chaser? Well,
3: obviously, my non-TV chaser is one that I had before, but I hadn't actually met her yet, which is my baby niece, Sarah. She's so cute. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her aunt. Like, you have admitted she's cute. Like, several people who don't have stakes in the relationship really think she's cute. So objectively, she's one of the cutest babies I've ever seen. Um, And (laughs) I love her so much. And also... For Thanksgiving, I baked two pies, and I used the fillings from another cookbook that I had tested before, but then I used a new cookbook, and then I used a different cookbook, the book on pie for the crusts, and my chaser is the book on pie, because that shit is awesome. I love the way she wrote it. Mm-hmm. It's super helpful, and there are, there are so many recipes, and it's it like makes me just understand the process better, which is great. Right.
2: Right. I love it.
3: Yeah, you have that one, right?
2: Yeah. I love that it's like, it's like fillings are separate than the crust. It's like you you can mix and match. You can make your own recipe based on what you like.
3: Yeah. Which I really I'm in control.
2: I'm the captain.
3: <laughs> and then my third and final non-TV chaser, I feel like maybe is yours too, but I don't want to speak for you, which is seeing everyone's Spotify rap lists and being on them. Yeah, um, I love it so much. It makes I always really
2: forget happier. when the Spotify raps come out that like podcasts are on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: People listen on Spotify. I mean, my Spotify rap was like just horrifying because I the, my top five songs, four out of a four out of five of them were just from Chloe and Halle's Ungodly Hour. And then uh-huh. the other was Hades Town, which I can't believe that I listened to Ungodly Hour more than Hades Town. I find that just hard to believe but um, it's because I compulsively listen to albums and I have not been listening to playlists because I just like need to know what's coming next in an otherwise mm-hmm. uncertain time. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Love to see the uh, physical f- the, uh, representation of my soothing mechanisms. Very <laughs> cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, my Spotify Wrapped is usually too embarrassing to even share. But <laughs> I mean, I tweeted that one of my top Five most played songs of the year was the karaoke version of Memory from Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Not, uh, yeah, which is like inexplicable. And I'm pretty sure that was almost entirely from pre-March. Yeah. When Cats was like in the discourse.
3: Oh, man, I miss that time. So I can't I also... even
2: blame COVID. <laughs> I can't. It's just me.
3: I miss karaoke so much. Same. I, oh, that's everyone's like, what are you going to do when you get the vaccine? And mine is absolutely karaoke.
2: I am going to shoot that shit directly into my nostril and then go immediately to Koreatown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> go fucking ape shit. Ugh. Yeah. I still have from my birthday last year, I still have the punch card that we have an hour, <laughs> two hours free. And that shit does not expire. And it I will be using it.
2: I saw some tweet today that was like, I mean, this was one of those like friend of a friend of a friend type tweets, Mm -hmm. but it was like someone saying that their friend's grandma got COVID and they were like, how she hasn't left the house at all. Then they found out that she was sneaking out to a karaoke bar that was open for seniors. So it was like secret grandma karaoke.
3: (laughs) Oh, my Lord. (laughs)
2: Which is my life and my future.
3: Absolutely, wow, icon, absolute legend. Well, what is so, your non TV chaser?
2: That is my chaser, secret karaoke <laughs> grandma bars. Yes. Um, and yeah, seeing everybody on Spotify wrapped, being at home, uh, has been joyful thus far. Um, and also another podcast wreck, even though you have to finish on happy hour before you listen to another podcast. but. Both former guest complainers, Kate Berlant and uh, Jacqueline Novak, have a podcast called POOG, (laughs) P-O-O-G. It is goop, spelled backwards, where they... uh, I guess pretty earnestly talk about just like self help and like like self care. So they talk about their like skincare routines and anyway, they're both so hilarious, but also like so brilliant. They're and so, so
3: smart. They're it is. Just, it's like
2: listening to two very funny but very smart people talk about their. I mean, it's very like we're talking about like the specifics of what goes into face cream but it is what i listened to a lot of it on um, my 12-hour ride and it was like the perfect the perfect backdrop i love that so thank you for listening to unhappy hour you can head to apple podcast spotify stitcher wherever we get podcasts hit that subscribe button then rate us and review us but only if it's nice i don't want to hear your shit Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And you can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601 600 rant. That's 601 600 68 And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. bye Christmas.